0: We put so much into this journey that we're doing and to our mission, our companies and so on, but it's like at the end of the day there's a why that that same application needs to be put into yourself, right? Mm-hmm. It's that's why I really feel like yes, this is an entrepreneurial journey, but it's almost more of a self-discovery journey than it is anything, you know what I mean?
1: A hundred percent.
0: That's why you see all these entrepreneurs, you know, get up at five and ultra marathons and ice baths. It's 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 you you're putting into this company. If you can put into that company, you should be putting into you.
1: Welcome to another episode of Big Risk Energy. And on this episode, I am blessed to be joined by the one and only Andy Albaloos. Andy, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, man. Thank All you. right. What's the, what's the quick way that you introduce yourself? I have a
0: few things, but yeah, um, I'm 26 years old. I'm an entrepreneur from North London. Uh, I think the best way to say is that recently I was on a TV show with Gordon Ramsay. Uh, I'm a founder of a CBD company, CBD food brand. So, yeah, I mean... However you
1: want to take me is however I'll introduce myself. Amazing, All right, I love that. And two of my favorite topics, CBD and Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. So we're, we're yeah. in for a good conversation. Let's do it, Let's do it. All right, so talk to me about the TV show in the mm. sense of, was that something that you had aspiration for? Was it something that you came across and you thought that would be a really cool opportunity? Like, How did you come to the idea of going for it? Yeah, um, to be honest, everything that we've done as a company,
0: like from launch, was just as it came. There was no like, real strategy i guess if i did this whole thing again i'd have you know much more refined strategy on what i would do but as for the show um we were reached out to by some casters of the bbc or from the show and yeah they just said to us like we really like your brand i was at the international food fair Mm -hmm. or the food um event in excel exhibiting and i think one of the casters secretly came and checked us out and stuff and you know i actually recognized his face when i'd done the interview stage and stuff so it was pretty cool but yeah they they reached out to us and just like from the get-go just kind of like shooting from the hip if there was an opportunity go for it sort of thing and they reached out we had a bit of delegation about who's going to actually do it whether it was me or my founder or co-founder
1: and i just we said yeah Andy, you're a bit more arrogant so <laughs> go and do it yeah so it was cool amazing so it was a no-brainer once the opportunity was there we're like right this could blow us up exposure wise mm. and did it have the outcomes you're expecting uh
0: yeah of course i mean i naturally i think when you go on something like that it's real like romantic the idea of going on tv is probably a bit sexier than it actually is but um yeah it it took us like further than we we thought it would have it wasn't as hockey stick as we expected but i think especially with like the the field that we're in the space of cbd it's it's just a great co-sign and and sort Mm -hmm. of like especially to win it and have gordon in the team it's like that validation is something that i think not just customers, but say anything B2B, like anyone can actually sort of think, okay, cool, they're not snake oil salesmen or mm-hmm. something along those lines. But it's, a uh, being a CBD brand on the BBC is also quite like a touchy space, right? There was a lot of due diligence that had to be done. And I think that in itself, like just to be on the show kind of proves a point. So yeah, I think it's just not just for us, but I think it was just a big win for CBD. I think uh, like we had a lot of other founders of different brands who was like, yeah, this is a great opportunity for all of us, and I think that's one of the best things about it as well. So, yeah, man, it was cool.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I can imagine the the legitimacy that that being involved with the BBC Mm. with Gordon Ramsay gives to CBD, and especially at a time where it still amazes me how CBD is illegal in so many countries, where. Actually, when we look at it, now nothing's a miracle drug, but when you Mm. actually look at the benefits that CBD has in so many different use cases, I mean, how is this thing not being, not only just widely available, but being pushed? Yeah.
0: I mean, look, I think you said it and I didn't. And I think just part of that issue is the idea of medical claims and so on. So, Mm. you know, you're saying about the benefits, I'm not, right? And it's like even one of them things, like how we even market our business is like, goes back down to them same rules. So, yeah, just being on there was a great co-sign, but... There's yeah, there's it's still we're still quite far behind even say, for example, the states and, and their approach to cannabis and C B D. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, it is a it's an ever changing industry, but wait we, we are seeing changes um towards the sort of like good side of it. There are, especially being a food product, you're you're gonna have the FSA and and so on and all of these rules and legislations you have to follow, some advisory, some some mandatory. So there's it is it's a real tricky space and I think to, to be a founder and your first I guess like project being CBD and CBD food and then yeah it's just a weird journey but I think you pick it's just yourself fun oh, my god why don't I just do something simple sometimes I do ask myself that but it's like if it was simple everyone would do it if it was like super easy everyone would be involved so yeah we're really we're kind of like you need luck in these things too mm. I feel like especially anyone who's kind of done anything is you know, of course, there's hard work, there's diligence, and so on, and all of that sort of like them coin turns. But you do need an aspect of luck, and it's when it hits, it it just hits right, right. Like, I mean, to have a cast to reach out to us, then I think it was around like five thousand businesses, or so, or something in that number applied. Twelve of us got on the show. Wow! I won it, so it was like, it's, and even though that that still didn't like affect my confidence, I really felt like the hardest part to do the show was getting on. So when, I mean, we weren't really supposed to tell anyone, but like, of course, like my family knew that I got on, and we were like screaming when I got on, like, yeah, like as if I won it already. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. you need delusion, you need luck, all of these things, kind of like in a melting pot, are the sort of traits you need as either a founder or being in a startup, like early stages. So.
1: A hundred percent, so much luck, and you made some amazing points in there. I think one. US versus UK and I think a society which at least I considered to be traditionally a bit more conservative Mm. it's very interesting to see how um, they are so much more progressive in their thinking around cannabis even now I believe um, psilocybin legal in uh, Washington DC Mm. Um, so very very interesting to see that we are quite far behind on that side but like you said so much is luck and timing Mm. which means considering how front and center your brand is now assuming that when the uk does catch up and things become a bit more widely available then you guys are in such a great place Mm. and it's like with my last company we're building out tools for esports and you know we got lucky that brands just started getting excited by esports two years three years after we started building you know if it happened earlier it would have been bad timing bad luck so yeah so much of that is luck Mm.
0: no absolutely i think like you made a great point adaptogenics as well when you're looking at psilocybin and Mm -hmm. and anything that's in in that space we're like we're Good bit behind the states, and there's pros and cons, right? Is like like you said with your esports background, it's um you could have launched in the sort of like mm-hmm. the biggest sort of golden era of that that space, but you know you could have slacked or missed an opportunity. But at least you kind of had them sort of trials and tribulations in that early stage. And I think especially when it comes to us sort of going international and and you know it's a it's a great time to to, to jump into cross the pond and go into somewhere like that. So it's it's crazy, it's really, um, like you said, it's just luck of the draw sometimes.
1: 100%. You know? All right, so wh- one of the reasons why I love Gordon Ramsay, mm. um, obviously amazing chef, yeah. but actually incredible businessman. <sighs> right, like what that guy has built from like a media empire perspective, it's amazing. Mm. Like, you know, you've got, to, you've got to, almost for me, you've got to respect him even more as a businessman than you do as a chef. Mm. So what's it like to work with Gordon? Do you know, um, it's funny you say that, you're probably like one of
0: the only people to really pick that up, because it's, it's probably the most overlooked thing about him um, is he has such a knack for it, and it's it's of course when you build an empire like that, it's second nature. But I remember the the in the final we were being grilled on our business, and you know of course it's a production, so there are things that go on behind. But to to be posed with a lot of the questions about CBD, and of course I've been in this space since the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey, and the questions he posed me and that just the understanding he had of the industry was was shocking. And it's it's not just what he knew about it, it's like, or what he knows, it's also like how he thinks. So the idea of like knowing what to pose and sort of asking us about our positioning and don't forget there's 12 different businesses on there with, yes, we're all in the f industry, I guess, but everyone has a sort of slightly different model. And if it's in the same space, then it's just a different, you know, sort of positioning of, of a company. and he would give you gems like throughout the, the the nine eight weeks, so it was more like sometimes you learnt vicariously through the things he'd done, his attention to detail and so on, but then it was like when it came to something that's really tangible information, how he'd think about it or how he'd address issues, and even you know you'd be on a on on set to to do a challenge or something, and how even his team worked, how the production team worked, seeing his social media team with him at all times seeing how, okay guys, let's go, he's reading through something, it's next. As soon as film is done, he's he's probably filming two things at a time. So it's, again, I don't understand that because I'm, I'm not there, so, but you can only sort of take what you can from that situation. As soon as I started that whole journey, my idea was like, I'm just gonna soak everything. Mm. Not just the show, not just the challenges. What can I learn off my contestants that I'm going against? What can I learn off Gordon? What can I learn about the production? I've learned so much in terms of now creating my own content how I would go about it maybe if I had a team and so on. So all just everything in general, it's really it's really crazy. Even like after the show, you know, of course, with these things come paperwork and I didn't want to skim anything. I wanted to really understand. So say coming round to my first scene investment or something, I wanted to really learn what it was like to fundraise and so on and all of the logistics that come with it. And understanding that his team are very diligent, stuff like that. And, you know, you don't get to that situation. Mm by Slacking and having great people around you, you, you know. Yeah, I was going to use a, a saying that didn't really work, but yeah, it's 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 really a privilege, so it's cool.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. No, I can imagine. And what would you say the the differences have been pre show, post show? You know, what does mm-hmm. that look like, and what's the difference being of actually having you know? So there's, I think there's the exposure that you get from the show, but then also, as you said, actually having Gordon and I suppose part of his team involved with your business. You know what? What impact have, the, have those both made? I think
0: uh, from a B two B standpoint, we get a lot more answered emails, which is probably <laughs> a good part. But um, I think just in general is that the difference between like a sort of hard sale and soft sell. Um, the best way I could kind of give it uh, an example is you know where we are now, right? East London. I had a I had a shop in Box Park, Shoreditch. Prior to that, I had a market, mm. right? And I ran them simultaneously at one point. So. The selling, although the product was the same, how I was selling it was completely different in two stores. You know, in the market, it's very hustle and bustle, and you got to get people in. Would you like to try it? And give them the hard sell. You know, why would you like it? What have you tried it before? And so on. Whereas, in when I had a shop, that hard sell is actually a deterrent, Mm. right? Because they they already sort of believe you, because you have a shop. So it's that validation. It's now what are the I guess the key. Drivers to get them to buy, or or what they want it for, right? And I think it's the same thing when it comes, especially now, to buyers. Whereas, um, I don't really have to show. Well, of course, you always do, but I don't. It's not my main um, aim to show, show social proof now, or you know that. Of course, you always have to show you're compliant, but they they almost assume that because of where I've been in terms of buyers. Now it's you know giving them the actual key deliverables that they want, like what's my strategy when it comes to customer acquisition and and so on. So it's it has changed in in both like what people see me as but also in terms of like what we actually have to sell so it it's a constant pivot
1: yeah yeah I can imagine mm. very very cool so tell me about CBD like what made you get into that space and uh, you know I think it's because you you've really been in it for quite a while now right mm. C- quite ahead of its time when you first got involved in this space T- tell us a bit about the journey
0: yeah so I got involved in CBD I would say my my journey began say like 2019 mm. in terms of like taking it myself. Um, I had quite a bad knee injury. Um, I had like bad chronic pain issues and so on. Uh, I saw you had James Park on here, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so rugby player, so on. Um, I'm sure he could tell you about injury, but yeah, yeah. I ha- essentially had quite a bad knee injury. Well, can we compare? Because Go, my knees man. are fucked. Well, yeah, what's, yeah. Your, what's your what's so injury? So I've got. Uh, so I have. It just clicked there, but I've got. Um, <laughs> osteoarthritis in my in my left knee through i damaged my articular meniscus and i had like something like bone marrow edema or something like a big bruising in the end of my femur and it it, it was just real harsh every time i was like lifting my leg it was like carving the meniscus Mm -hmm. under my kneecap and it was just horrible and i went yeah it, it just changed a lot of the way i felt about things not just physically but mentally because you're not sleeping you're in pain constantly Right? What about yourself? What's no, that? it's the worst, right? Yeah.
1: Well, so, I've got something called trochlear dysplasia. So, you know, the kneecap sits in a groove. Yeah. I don't have a groove, I have bumps. So, my kneecaps don't sit in anything. So, super prone to dislocation. So, I've dislocated wow. my knees probably like 10, 11 times across both knees. Uh, it's been brutal. No, now, it's just a case of like knowing what you can and can't do, mm. right? And living within the, that framework. Um, but it's the once you do a knee, it's never the same, right? No, it's just never the same. Mm. Like,
0: I went, I was. It's so weird because I I had seen a couple specialists and I went to a musculoskeletal specialist and the doctor that was dealing with me had a colleague that was doing a, a trial on stem cells. And they put me on the list for it, right? So I was like waiting for this trial for about around two years and a bit. Did everything to rush it, so on and so forth. They put, they put me in a hospital for my, finally surgery date came. Mm-hmm. COVID obviously got in the way of a lot of things, but um, the date came and i had mris everything ready for it i go into surgery when they're doing the arthroscopy to check the Mm -hmm. actual lesion that they want to i guess like inject the stem cells or something along the lines like that the lesion wasn't big enough so they just shaved my meniscus wow and that's exactly what not only people from outside like physios and stuff told me that that's what you do not want they just done it and I woke up like
1: Well, they did it without consulting you, isn't uh, it? Was like the, a, it, oh. it was part of it, like,
0: you know, if it's too small, but it was like, yeah, it's not too small, like it's not gonna happen. Right. So, and yeah, I woke up and they were obviously I'm coming too and I'm a bit delirious and whatnot. And the essentially the wrapping around my knee shouldn't have been what it was if I had the stem cell treatment. And I and because of course it's COVID, I had no one around me. So like I'm in this bed by myself. You know, God's this truth, this is yeah. something's gone wrong here. Yeah, and <laughs> They're like, by the way, the doctor came up to me after I've come to and I just remember like waking up in this room and they're saying to me, yeah, we, we had to shave the, funny you said trochlea. It was like in my trochlea a notch or something. Right, that, right, that right. The, yeah, 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 The lesion was or something along the lines like that. He just shaved it and I just sat there. I was like, I just cried for like three hours. Like, I couldn't deal with the idea that it's going to affect my physical well-being but um, even all this time, just my whole thing was, okay, what can I do? I tried everything. Like, I tried you know, I was at one point I was I thought calcium helped, right? So I was mm-hmm. crushing up eggshells and stuff and wow. making it into a fine powder and putting it into a tea. So like stuff like that, right? Yeah. But yeah, I got put onto C B D. Um kind of being the consumer of C B D almost made me the founder. So mm-hmm. um seeing a lot of issues amongst, you know, the market, bad tasting products, very expensive, um, sometimes efficacy, the actual deliverance of what I wanted. Right. And you know, I, there was just a lot of issues around it, and I felt that there needed to be like a more enjoyable way of taking CBD. We came out with like a little bit of a soft launch with a few different products, and just went down the food sort of a route.
1: Yeah, nice. Okay, and obviously as a consumer, you're like, great. I see the value in this. This mm. has been really useful for you. Um, did you think at that point you're like, oof, like regulatory? This could be a nightmare. Or like, when when did the realities of that start kicking in?
0: As bad as it sounds, like launching. But yeah, yeah I mean, we of, of course we went through all of the sort of things that we had to, but um, I've never been the type of person to sort of like sit down and, I mean, in hindsight, especially now, I think it's got to do with naivety and just, yeah, I can do this, like, yeah. why not? Would
1: you need, right? Yeah, you course, need to back yourself right? to that level.
0: I feel if I was aware of all of the the problems I was going to be facing, then would I have jumped in as easily, but... That's part of it. I didn't really want to go into like sort of analysis paralysis. I wanted mm-hmm. to just go in and and find the issues when I find them and address them then. But yeah, we like you said, we were somewhat lucky that we were um, in the early stages of the industry. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's a there's a knack to also being like you said, having there's a lot of things that came with getting into the esports industry right before the sort of like golden era. For sure. But I'm sure you could have learned from a lot of mistakes, right? So. I know I could have learned from Drops of Hill 1.0 and made a 2.0 version. So, yeah, good and bad, like
1: anything. 100%. And I think it's such an exciting space. Like, Trip, would you consider Trip the leader in CBT?
0: You know, it's so funny. Everything, anyone who knows CBT knows Trip. Trip's like 88% market shareholder.
1: Wow, 88%. That's crazy. Right mean, disruption, that.
0: Exactly. You know, (laughs) that's that's kind of almost, like yourself, it's proof. That's almost the... um, the idea of a lot of founders, it's like someone will look at that, like, oh, they're monopolizing, and it's like someone else will look at that, say, yeah, there's waves to be made in this industry, 100, percent and that's a perfect example.
1: Yes, because so. consumers have zero choice right now. If I'm thinking CBD, I'm thinking trip, trip. which is great for them yeah. for now, but you know, it's it's the sort of thing which says it's a great proof point to investors in the space. It's a great proof point to anyone in the space that there is a big market here where you can make a big, you know, consumer dent. But ultimately, consumers want choice.
0: Yeah, and you know we have a product that's coming for trip, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the. I love what they do. Don't get me wrong. I think what they do is great. I think their, sh- you know, their share of the market. They've. I think they launched not far off either just before us or just after us. Okay. So, you know what Olivia and her co-founder do there. I mean, they're great. Like they, what they do is amazing. But
1: We're coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Yeah. Love that. Okay. Nice. And when you when you speak to investors in this space when you speak to partners in this space how often if at all are you coming up the, the oh i don't like cbd because it's got that like tinge to it or do people now get it
0: yeah uh a bit of both i think um you know as anyone who's parting with capital naturally they're gonna look at any sort of bumps in the road and you know especially in an economy we're in now it's it's a smart time to be smart with cash but um i think it also says a lot about the investor mm-hmm. so You know, there are people who are going to be a bit more of a hands off investor or some people who are going to be there's people in this space. I even saw one of your clips earlier that, you know, a lot of people look at the disparity in view of Bitcoin and AI and all of this. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's just like the idea of what people think of this space. It's been around for three years now. It's Mm -hmm. every year. It's it's compounding the idea that CBD is going to fade at some point. It's not. And. This is the industry that it, the industry it is now is without a lot of, I guess, studies that are really backing it as well. Mm-hmm. I won't get into like maybe why that them things aren't coming out. But at some point, it's just it's going to keep tumble rolling. And especially if like like we were saying about that, that's genetic space or anything within sort of the UK following the footsteps of the states. If you see the, the cannabis industry in the states, it's 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 rocketing yeah, yeah, yeah. it's purely it's, hockey stick it's, it's going up and going up. Yeah. so yeah there's 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 no saying that cbd is going to go it's now it's just based on the investors own sometimes it they might have their own idea on what cbd is or sort of align with the taboos of cbd but
1: yeah yeah,
0: it's normalizing right it's kind of partly the idea we got into olive oil mm-hmm. it's you know if you're taking something dropping it on your tongue it's dark green it's going to feed your 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 narrative if you already have one so having an olive oil being able to put it just into into food and especially now with this new product that we're coming out with which we're launching in about a month
1: Mm -hmm.
0: it's it's almost a replacement for something that people love and they feel guilty about so even further so it's just another reason but yeah you're gonna face that you're gonna face that in many industries though right i think esports i'm not sure but did you did you meet anyone who was like, nah, this is not gonna take off and
1: Oh yeah, yeah. There's definitely especially from well, I think there's so much vested interest in anything that we look at, right? And when you're in the sports world, then sports rights holders were terrified of esports because they see massive decline in the younger demographic going to sporting games, engaging mm. with with sports in the same way because it's a highlight generation right and when you're looking at a 90 minute football game whether the ball's out of play more than it's in play Mm. you can understand why the younger generation the the adhd generation you know would much rather watch esports where it's like you know action every single second right so there's always lots of vested interest and i'm sure that's the same within, Mm. within cbd but then i think ultimately you know um let's look at like jewel for a second yeah you know ultimately there'll always be massive hesitation from those vested interest in saying this is bad for you but ultimately they'll decide they just want to buy a piece so with um with uh, Gfin- uh sorry with with e and gfinity that um acquired my last company um, we ended up working with the biggest sports rights holders to mm. create esports solutions for them. So ultimately, vested interests will fight it as long as they, as they can. Until they have to conform, yeah. Until they have to conform, exactly. And I'm sure it will be the same within CBD, cannabis, and, and psilocybin as well, especially when the economy is as fucked as it is right now. Which why? is still happening. It's just behind
0: closed doors right now that a lot of people aren't seeing. But yeah, it's a perfect example.
1: Yeah, 100%. And that's it, because they have to wake up to the reality. But I think that's why um, it's important to. Uh, have as much focus on these things as possible and as many conversations and why wow, I'm so happy to see you guys, you know, win that competition Franklin, as yeah. well because I think it's, like you said at the start, it's important for everyone in, in the industry and, and people who uh, genuinely believe that what you guys are, are, are building and distributing, you know, can positively impact the lives of many, many people. Mm. Uh, again, not making any health claims, <laughs> but, but me believing that that could be the
0: yeah. case. No, no, definitely. And it's and I think especially when you're, like you said, this perfect analogy with, with the esports and uh, we're seeing it with, I think there's like a really famous one about Toys R Us and okay. you know and and the internet and sort of rejecting the internet and rejecting like evolving and I think that's when you really die and I think especially yeah. now, um, I guess Gordon has every right at back then to say you know well I've got a brand I've built this brand for years. It's quite a temperamental market in terms of what people think about it and publications. Will it ruin my image? But when when you know. You can see that everything is lined up properly, and how the industry's performing, the idea and the mission that we're on, and and sort of the innovation that we're taking throughout the industry as well. I think it's it's a no brainer.
1: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think also Gordon's such a perfect person for that brand because ultimately you've got someone who's always been unafraid to you know right. be on the edge from like a personal brand perspective. Mm-hmm.
0: I think like especially. For example, there's a lot of things that we have lined up that are very disruptive. And I think when you think about disruptive figures within the media space, he's probably up there, right? And I say up there, probably top. So it's just what better way to have, you know, even people, sometimes people come up to me in the street and they're like, yeah, you're, you're with the sweary chef. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, we're the sweary CBD brand. You know, it's kind of like, it, it's a good, it's a good way to be good person to be paired with, right? Mm. You know, when them, um, personality traits of just the brand and our investor line makes sense.
1: Yeah, 100%, 100%. All right, cool. I've got five questions I ask every single guest, not quick fire or anything. Mm. My first one for you is, what's the single biggest risk you've ever taken and what was the outcome? Single
0: biggest risk I've ever taken, um, you know, it's hard because I think pretty much everything I do is a massive risk. But um, I think this business, Right? My first ever, a lot of people um, going into any type of business. By the way, you want me to just answer them how I feel to answer, yeah? Yeah, of course, cool. of course. Yeah, I think the biggest Whatever risk... Whatever it means to you, right? Yeah, man. The biggest risk is this. I, I've never I've never sort of done anything half-hearted. I, never, I don't really have a plan B for anything. Maybe, you know, when it comes to our own campaigns and so on and what we do strategy-wise, there is something behind. But again, putting all of my eggs into trying to be a rugby player, putting all my eggs mm-hmm. into you know, uh now this entrepreneurial space, I picked the the craziest industry just to jump in two feet with and I've always banked on myself. So I think just how I am, I'm very risk averted. Um now of course I have to take things a bit different because, you know, life's changed a bit, but um yeah, everything but this business is, is a was a big one. So tell us about that rugby journey. Did it end with this meniscus shaving? Was yeah. it Yeah. Right? I mean, to be honest, it's not you know, I didn't get to the heights that I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, as you've probably figured out from my mindset, I have no doubt that I would have done something anyway. But that's that's kind of always been my thing, its just jumping two feet, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. And I mean, that must have been a, a really difficult journey then, getting yourself back out of, because um, I think it's interesting. Like, I see this with, with founders as well. Um, when you have to give so much of your lifeblood to something to make it work, mm. sacrifice so much to get there, and sacrifice at expense of, you know, building other areas of our lives, of our interest, of of personality, because, you know, for anyone uh, who doubts it, it takes that much to achieve anything, right? Mm. It's almost like uh, when a business doesn't work out, or even if it does, once you sell it, it's almost like an identity death as well, because it's like this thing that you become so closely aligned with has come to an end. Have you had that? I did after I sold Real Sport, right? Because it was like, you know, this thing that I at from the age of 21 to 26 had sacrificed everything else for you know at 21 had loads of friends By 26 I had three mates left because there was no you know and it was too much right Sacrificed too much but it got us to the end goal um and then you have that like identity death theft where it's like fuck, like, what do i do now like, mm. who am i i remember when i when i after we sold it it was like am i gonna become like a fireman like am i gonna work with guide dogs am i gonna try to build another company it was that level of yeah, like who am that. i like yeah, what like like, what do I do now? Was it similar with uh, the end of yeah. rugby? And...
0: It was like an ego death, really. Mm. Um, it's it's not that my whole ego was, yeah, look at me, I'm doing this. It's more just like the idea and the image of, uh, of self really. It's like yeah. what I believed of myself or what I believed myself to be. And then you kind of see that crumble in front of you. And then in some cases, like the added things of like your body failing you and then how you feel and so on. But to be like really transparent, it's like, I think I win anyway. Mm-hmm. I think having something die in front of me and then really just brush myself off, not give a shit, and just move on with it is kind of like my whole approach to life. I feel like my upbringing, the, my starting life, my family starting life, it's all the same. So I really couldn't care less. Like, one of the things I had a lot about was, you know, Oh my God, like you went on TV and you know, just a lot of narrow minded people in my ear and stuff. And I couldn't care less. I'm telling you, it does not affect me. Like, I don't care because I'm, I that my idea of like absolute failure is sitting on like a deathbed sometime and being Mm -hmm. like, fuck, I should have done this. And that's really how, like, that's I fear that more than anything. Like, I'm cool with and working any job at the end of my career if I've failed every single time, but I can guarantee I'm not going to. I'm just going to carry on knocking on the door. Until it caves in, like that's that's my mindset, and um, yeah, I feel people like that really put in and and apply. They always win, whether it's tangible things you can hold in your hand or like that. What you that person you create at the end of it, like I'm just so in love with that image of that person I want to be. That
1: I'm I'm willing to just keep throwing everything at it. One hundred percent. I love that mindset because I think um, there's so much important stuff in there. One is when you know that you're good. No matter what happens, you can afford to take big bets. Mm. Right? Because that's sometimes what I think about when it's like, right actually, if this goes wrong, do I end up in jail or dead? No, okay, let's do it, Literally. Do you know what right? I mean? As long as I stay yeah. out of jail and, and don't die, <laughs> then I can go again, yeah, right? Absolutely. So if you've got that mentality, it allows you to have that, that big bet, which I think is important, but the other one is, and for every founder listening to this, is if you have the mindset that you won't be beat, then every obstacle that comes up is just like, okay, well, there is a way around, it's just about your determination to find that, mm. right? So as long as you have that mindset which says, I will get from A to B, doesn't matter how big those hurdles are, if you've got that determination, that you'll find a way through it. Hundred percent.
0: It's a big risk, but it's there's no better feeling of like liberty or freedom that you can like I'm um, whatever I fancy doing today, like, of course, with discipline, I'm mm-hmm. it's on me like I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And if not, fuck it. Like I've i I've done that. I've sat in markets screaming and shouting <laughs> to people and you know, other business owners are looking at me like, What is this guy doing? And it's like you know, yeah, not to and i mean this with all due respect like sometimes there you'll see the difference in where people end up and everyone that i see really doing things they all have like common denominators and it's mm-hmm. that sort of even there is a fear of failure almost which makes you kind of push harder but mm-hmm. it's it's i'm like you said it's not life or death i'm not going to end up in prison i don't care yeah well, I'm in CBD, so I've got to be careful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I don't, I don't care to an extent. Uh, yeah, you know, hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay, Just caveat that one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All
1: right, what are you proudest of? Oh, what am
0: I proudest of? I think one of the the hard parts about being in this position is kind of like you often don't pat yourself on the back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say like. I'm proud of like more the, rather than the things that I can hold, I'd say like more just how resilient I am and the things I get on with. I'm proud to have like, you know, I've got a really amazing family and backbone of people. So I am probably like most proud of that. And yeah, I I don't realize sometimes how nuts or crazy I can be until people like sit me down and like, you know, the fact that you just throw yourself at these, you know, so sometimes like just proud of stuff like that.
1: Yeah, and it's so important and you're yeah. right. I think when you, also have that mentality of like, right, onto the next, onto the next, onto the next. Um, you know, you've got to take those moments to actually be like, yeah, cool, I'm proud of myself for, for doing this. I, and I try to now do that every day. Just when I'm going to sleep at night, just being like, actually, do you know what, you fucking woke up at 5am and, and did what you needed to Cracked do. Cracked yeah. just, just little things like that. And because it becomes, I think, um, the brain is amazing, right? Mm. So I, I genuinely think from like a, a neuroplasticity perspective, like actually rewiring the brain to have that like, um, re- positive reinforcement of mm. self right it just makes it easier you know and i think it's it's so the same with gratitude for me anyone that side of things like uh even just taking those moments to have that bit of pride that bit of gratitude um i don't know it just actually allows you to like but like, yeah cool we're waking up at 5am like mm. it just seems to get easier
0: we're really blessed like especially to be in this position you know mm. um i i couldn't agree more i'm i'm it's balanced like i'm having a it's one of the biggest journeys regardless of all of the like logistical side and the business side of it is there is uh just self discovery in this is a huge it's a huge part of it right and a lot of people say like a company stops at its co-founder and mm-hmm. and where or its founder let's say but yeah i i'm i'm learning more about you know uh being better to myself rather than better like nicer to myself I don't like that idea I like the idea of like what you're saying you know just that constant gratitude and reminding myself like I'm actually really blessed to be in this position mm. um you know many of people that were walk the same journey as me like in the early stages let's say when we were young and stuff have ended up in so some really precarious mm. you know like you I do sit back sometimes and I'm like wow like this is crazy mm. but I try not to do that too much because I don't want to like brainwash myself like I'm finished because I'm really not mm. I'm I really feel like I'm barely starting like I feel people listen to me now but it doesn't really mean nothing yeah
1: yeah Yeah. I totally understand that and it, it is a really interesting one with with uh, gratitude and desire for more because I, I, I see that a lot and I think it's the sort of thing that yeah like I, I used to be maybe not concerned about but but thought about for sure which is like um, that gap between like gratitude but still desire for so much more mm. right and it's an interesting one but i do think the two can go hand in hand where it's like because I, I without getting too you know too off a tangent here but i genuinely believe like if you become a a vessel to do like real good mm. then the universe will continue to like allow you to fulfill that mm. And and i genuinely believe that like if you want to become a force for, like, helping others and positivity and all those things. I genuinely think that energy comes back to you in that way. So for me, I've I found that to be a, a really, really, you know, interesting part of the journey. But also, so many close goals.
0: Mm. So many
1: close goals looking back, like, as you said, or it's like, fuck, do you know what? Actually, looking back at that, like, it's crazy I survived that or it's crazy that I didn't get caught for that. Or like, whatever it might be, um, you know, it, it's... That's why I genuinely feel like the gratitude and the the need to want to do something positive. Mm. It's like there's no way that I got lucky in that situation or missed out on that situation without there being something for me to do.
0: Yeah, 100%. Like, are you gonna pay the price for that later on? Like, mm. either in your sense of not giving yourself gratitude, are you one day just gonna drive yourself to, to completely like, you know, sort of round the edges? And are you mm. just are you just gonna be wear down like at some, because it happens to people, right? And uh, someone, Oh, someone said this to me and it just it stuck with me I was so set on I, I still am I'm so set on what I want to do in life and things I want to achieve that like you were saying about you know you do on this journey you lose friends you mm-hmm. you don't spend time doing certain things you know you you don't forget about your family but like you know certain times like you believe what's going on in your head is the be all and end all and um, I was getting my hair cut he's a good friend of mine Simon he said to me um, you know you're building high walls not long tables and that just mm-hmm. played with me and it was in my head for for so long. And just to, you know, at some point I want, I, we put so much into this journey that we're doing and to our mission, our companies and so on. But it's like, at the end of the day, there's a, why that that same application needs to be put into yourself, right? Mm-hmm. It's that's why I really feel like yes, this is an entrepreneurial journey, but it's almost more of a self discovery journey than it is anything. You know what I mean?
1: A hundred percent.
0: That's why you see all these entrepreneurs, you know, get up at five and ultra marathons and ice baths. It's 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 you're you're putting into this company. If you can put into that company, you should be putting into you. Yeah. yeah so yeah, it's yeah. the same thing.
1: A hundred percent because everything's a mirror, and that's what you're building is a massive mirror. Mm. And a bit, a, you know, A mirror of people and customers employees and investors and literally like it's that it's the biggest growth journey. Mm. it's the biggest growth I, I, from what I hear like having kids is is that sort of level yeah yeah but, yeah but you know if you do the two I mean that's some serious growth you can be forced into <laughs> or not alright my next one for you is is there anything you wish you did differently uh, I try not to think that I'd,
0: I'd, I'd do anything differently Um if I had the actual ability to maybe but no when it's done it's done you know
1: yeah love that simple Literally, as alright as. As. Yeah, nice yeah, yeah. okay what does it take to be successful
0: to be successful I think the blueprint might be a bit different to everyone mm-hmm. but I think amongst people who are successful and I wouldn't put myself in that category by the way I think again I'm just starting in this but um, I think you need you need an, a bit of naivety you need to be slightly deluded mm-hmm. uh, to actually explore some of the things that you do um, you it, it requires discipline 100 percent. you need to be really diligent and disciplined in what you're doing especially if you're in a space that's like that's going to beat you down most days you need to be able to like be cool with that and and go again so yeah you need to be resilient diligent deluded (laughs) yeah you just need to be a bit of a wacky person but yeah i think in there is there is space for people and i think the idea that um yeah also network Mm -hmm. you're there are people who are successful who may not be as personable, but understanding that, you know, there is a wisdom to not gatekeeping and to like keeping a, a, a community of people who share knowledge and and help each other, you know, some of, it, it can be very easy to be like disheartened in, in, in this journey, mm-hmm. disheartened or so on, but it, there are people out there that is willing to help, right? Um, when I first started this thing, I met um, Ollie Olson, founder of Office Group, and I came to him with an A4 sheet of paper with the honestly the stupidest business, right? Um, I, I should actually talk about this one day, but like it's uh, it's embarrassing. What was it? It it was drops of hill, but we called it balls of hill.
1: Nice, okay. right?
0: And I, when I say like the idea was ridiculous, balls of hill. you know what uh, I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I just thought I was so funny with it. Yeah. it was... I mean, it's
1: a fun, it's a it's a it's a pun. It's yeah. not a business. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: It's like a joke, right? Yeah, yeah. And but and I thought when I in hindsight, when I look at, it, I'm like. I went into that that meeting with him. He gave me a lot of time as well. And I reached out to him, just a random kid, like yeah. fresh out of rugby, like Ollie, I've got an idea. Gave me like three hours of his time, sat me down. We we sat down and went through every aspect of it. The person I was after, I really believed I, that person couldn't speak to the person who went into that meeting. Wow. Honestly, like it was just a, it was like a big eye opener. But there are tons of people like that. You know, I I honestly wish someone who's really young getting into B one day wants to contact me because I'll give them time to say, wait, Ollie gave me time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it's them, them sort of things, you know, the idea of networking, discipline, uh, delusion, mm-hmm. and, and so on. Yeah, resilience, you need them things.
1: I, I think that's such an important point and uh, a great message for anyone listening on, on the founder side about reaching out to successful people because what I've found is successful people like appreciate how difficult the journey is, how much mm. luck there is involved, exactly like you're saying and therefore they want to help. What you can end up doing and I'm sure it's the same as in F&B or, or tell me if not but certainly the same in, in you know industries that I've been involved with, if you're spending your time with unsuccessful people, what you'll get exposed to is like hatred, jealousy, like all of those things and you know then it's a shame, right? Because then it becomes a thing of like, oh, well, this person doesn't deserve this, this person doesn't deserve that but actually like Re- reach out to people who are where you want to be and more often than not or at least you know quite a good bit of time people want to help
0: yeah and i don't think anyone who's done more in their journey than me has ever looked down on me for what i'm doing this is it. and i think i've i've had loads of loads of criticism in this and i welcome it like i like the criticism it kind of adds to my fire but yeah, yeah. um just no one Anyone doing better than you in life is always gonna. They understand the journey, both 100%. for self-discovery or for entrepreneurialship. Or you know, you hear the typical stories about athletes who, you know, they get in. You need a veteran in the team because they kind of hone these young players mm. and help them. It's the exact same thing. Like, there's nothing better than it. And and you know, you have little, um, sort of like little sex and diasporas within, like you said, within business. And you have F and B and someone who maybe knows the ground a bit more. God, I, I'll do that all day long. I I really think you're 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 never too smart to learn, you're never too dumb to teach and it's a perfect thing. I'll pick your brain at one point. I can guarantee you're probably going to get a message from me in the future if I ever get into something in your line of work. Yeah,
1: amazing. Or just that what's your good. idea on this, you know, give yeah. me, just give me your, your initial thoughts. So, 100%. Amazing. No, no, I'll be reaching out to you as well on that. Good, dude. Uh, I'll, I'll hold you to it. Yeah. Okay, all right, my last one for you is 15-year-old Andy walks in the room right now. What are you going to tell him? That's a good one, 15-year-old Andy.
0: You know uh, don't stress it'll be good that's it literally
1: sometimes what you need to hear yeah right sometimes that's what you need that everything's gonna be all right yeah
0: I felt like my journey started before 15 I think my journey started when I was like as soon as I could remember just watching mum hustle and do what she had to do to get get us to next point but the the from from then I felt like I was this person then just younger right like I was still in the idea of like I've got a goal, I need to reach it. I've got a goal, I've got to reach it. So I feel I would have just told myself to be a bit nicer to myself and you know take it in a bit more, enjoy the journey, stuff like that. But we're here now. Maybe I should use that same respect now. But it's cool, man. I'm 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 super grateful and I'm super grateful for you to have me on here. Like even even this type of thing blows my mind. If 15 year old Andy saw me now and saying like people are actually listening to what I say, it's it's crazy.
1: I love that I love that well you've got a lot of great great valuable advice for lots of people to listen to so thank you for, it, for sharing that here Andy you're a legend where can people find you
0: you can find me on Instagram at Andy Albalus. Uh check us out at Drops of Hill. Uh head to the website give us a message man we're personable people we like talking so yeah hit us up and check, and we've come out with a new product real soon so
1: yeah it's going to be cool amazing we'll link to it in the description as well 100% Andy man. you're a legend thank you so much bro bless you brother thank you for having me Thanks for watching the episode and if you haven't subscribed, please hit subscribe below so that you can support the podcast and we can keep on bringing you amazing new guests. If you want to see the other amazing episodes in this podcast, click into our series section. As ever, if there are any other guests or topics you want us to explore, just let me know in the comments and we'll do our best to bring someone in.